We don't even. <laughs> after all Where that. do we even begin after all that yapping? You know. Oh yeah. my god, we spent like like maybe half an hour trying to set up for this episode. Definitely the longest one yet. But we're good to go. Yeah. We have our, our teas, our coffees. We're ready to dive in. Water. I'm only on water. This is a Vancouver mug. Yeah. Okay, so this is. I mean, technically, this is episode five, but it's probably gonna come out early. Yeah. Um, we've decided to jump the gun and uh, tackle the first four episodes of Normal People because it's uh, stirring up a lot of conversation. It's doing very well. Um. So yeah, we want to. It's we it's weird. Get on this hot topic. Yeah, you say it's bringing up loads of conversation. I've heard more about like why it's provocative and why, like what you know the outrage. Uh, more than I heard anything about the show. I heard about like people's reactions. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to get into this with you. It's a, it's a very good four episodes leading up. I don't know how many are left. If it's going to be another four, is it two? It's, 12, I think, in total. 12? Oh, right. 12 episodes, yep. Mm. Um, yeah, half an hour each, so it's six hours, let's say, which is pretty small. I mean, like Ple- Peaky Blinders, which is a pretty high production value BBC show, uh, that's only six episodes, you know what Six I mean? episodes, um, an hour each. Yeah. So, yeah, that's about six hours, yeah. Mm. So, it's, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, they probably, but again, this isn't, I mean, where do we start? Uh, yeah, we'll do a little synopsis to start before we go too mad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is Normal People. It's made by BBC and Hulu. Uh, RT are not involved with this one yet again. Mm. When, the first, when I first heard of it, I got excited. I was like, Irish writer, Irish director, Irish made? No, it's mm. not. Unfortunately, made in Ireland, probably with Irish crews and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's a big disappointing thing when it comes to like... Irish produce things we always expect like RT will jump on board or I'll have Irish funding but these bigger things always seem to be I don't know if it depends on the topic and they just don't take a risk and then BBC comes in they're like well pay for it or Channel 4 but we've seen that a lot in the past I wonder what the story is here mm. Um, I mean I mean they had love hate right mm. Um, whatever whether you loved or hate the show um, it was controversial. It had violence in it. So, you know, the idea uh, that RT isn't controversial anymore isn't exactly true because there was plenty of stuff in that show people gave out about the grannies were finger-wagging, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, like, because this book, I, I haven't read the book. Sally Rooney is, like, a hot new author. She's two books out. She's in her late 20s. The, the book that this is based on, did very well apparently it was like especially in america so i wonder if maybe like rt couldn't afford the rights oh maybe you yeah. know what i mean that bbc and hulu you know put in more money and whoever sally's uh, agent is is you know trying to get the best deal who's going to buy these rights and rt can just you know they can afford to put it on the player and stuff mm-hmm. plus look if there's more money to be put into it it's so far uh the production value looks incredible. Like it's, it's. I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead of us yet, but it's it looks incredible. So I'm glad that's happened. Uh, yeah, I think both her books were New York Times bestsellers, because wow. even the normal people novel has like a a comment about the first one. So I think it did very well in uh, in the US. I think it did. Yeah, mm. I mean that's so impressive as well for like a young author, let alone mm. an Irish. 
you know yeah, what I mean? it's huge, yeah. Um, and, pe- and yeah, already I'm like, I want to read um, the two books, especially this one. Um, and yeah, I was looking up stuff about it. Like she's she had an interview with Esquire that I was reading, but I had to stop because they were interviewing her about the book and it was spoiling things about the show. But like they're calling it like the Snapchat Salinger, which is quite a big. It's a, Salinger is a, was an author who did Catcher in the Rye, but they're calling her like the mm. modern day millennial version of Whoa. that writer, which is like that's a huge praise to put on somebody's shoulders. Like you know what I mean? That's yeah. like a classic author from the twentieth century. Yeah, I remember you gave so, me that book. I loved it. It's great, isn't it? So a lot of people say it's just like a load of nothing, but yeah, no, it's it's excellent. That's that's also like a lot of pressure to put on someone who essentially has just brought out only two books. I mean, I'm sure she yeah. is flattered, but like, some big boots. She's interesting. I I mm. haven't seen any video interviews with her. I only I've read some interviews and, and like uh, articles that she's quoted in. Mm-hmm. She seems like kind of laid back. And not too fussed with it, kind of like she doesn't like the titles, and it's like you know, people are saying she's a voice of a generation. She's just like I, just like that. You know what I mean? Like she's not. That's not, she's not putting any. She's not concentrating any energy into those phrases because we'll put too much pressure on somebody. But uh, she seems chill. She seems like most writers kind of like a bit, not wanting to be in the limelight. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think there's already talking. They're gonna take her first book conversation with friends i think it's called and yeah. they're gonna make that into a show now as well probably because this Jesus. has been so successful already and then uh, yeah and then what a I'm, life I'm, 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 fair yeah, play to her gonna, this pandemic's gonna be good for her because people have nothing to do but watch her show and now everyone's gonna buy the book like i'm yeah. gonna buy a book uh, so look we're stuck inside we may as watch we may as well watch something mm-hmm. like steamy and sexy and yeah all those bad things no it's Hmm? (laughs) no but it's it's so um i don't know the characters are so well written it feels so real it doesn't like you know like you said she doesn't want to be in the limelight she also seems like she's not or as a voice of the of our generation she doesn't seem like she's forcing too much um concept wise when you're watching it it just it does feel like you're watching normal people just people that are, are complex but also simple that are good, that are bad. And I know every character, a writer should have them develop that much, but it's, uh, you know, that's, I guess, big pointers to the actors as well for being able to pull that off. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, it, I'm really enjoying it so far anyway. It's really good in that respect. I think, I think like she's fit into this niche of, of she's telling a pretty simple story in terms of like, it's kind of it's, it's stereotypical in the good sense it's classic mm. it's a romance it's has a little bit of a romeo and juliet vibe that you know she's rich and he's poor and they're from different social classes and and there's things keeping them apart what makes it special is that um certainly i mean we can only talk for the show because neither of us have read the book but it's just it's very realistic and it's realistic in a fresh way like none of the dialogue is is over the top or you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's it's just simple it's efficient and um, the story works well it kind of it has a modern twist on it as well because like i'm thinking of things like you know if you want to factor in current things that people are talking about like uh, feminism and, and toxic masculinity and, and all these other 
things it fits into that uh, discussion that people are having now you know what I mean and that's what makes it fresh and it's really encouraging to see like an Irish writer being able you know that's why it sold well in America it wasn't mm. it didn't sell well here just because it's uh, uh, about country people and country people get it so they buy the book it's like people outside of the country are getting it because it it deals in a wider context of uh, how teenagers people in their kids in their early 20s are like relating to each other now through social media mm. how the the game around consent has been changed there's a bigger consciousness on it there's different social pressures um it's just it's factoring all that in mm. and she it's it's like she just has talent because it's not like she's coming out with some giant idea for a story that no one's thought of she's just telling it in a new way that's yeah yeah you're right and and i guess what's even more impressive with the writing is that a lot of those things not that i didn't notice them but they didn't stand out in the way that they feel like when they're being forced the problem is a lot of these things should be talked about and are important topics but when they're kind of told in a narrative where it seems like it's you can sense when something's trying to be preachy and unfortunately it shouldn't be but if, if people are trying to force something in a certain way even if you should be listening you tend to push it away because of the way it's being told to you does that make sense yeah and yeah. and you're right yeah i guess consent is talked about in this um i guess it didn't stand out much because you should always be consentful and you'd hope that you'd be but maybe Maybe a lot of people wouldn't see that. And then other things, like you were talking about feminism and uh, toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. These It's so well done in the story that it doesn't feel like it's being uh, forced on you. It just feels like part of natural life that you're witnessing these things yeah. and these topics in a very unforceful way. Yeah, it's kind of... It's, sometimes the story feels like it's pulling back on you. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like it's really yeah. not revealing all the time. Even... Well, see, that's apparently her style is very like understated. Okay, that's another um, way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's understated. It's the yeah. What did it? That Esquire interview said it was detached but intimate. Her mm. writing style and the mm. show feels like that. And I mean, Lenny Abrahamson, I think he directs the first six episodes, and then there's another woman, Hetty McDonald, who I think directs the second six. I'm not sure. I've only seen, we've only seen up to four, and so far Lenny has directed all those episodes. So, and what he's done in those four episodes, it seems like he's that's his style anyway. That's sort of minimalistic, detached style. I mean, he's branched off a bit in some of his films, but I keep thinking this this film keeps this show keeps reminding me of what Richard did. And mm. that was a great film, and it was, it was based on the rugby player who kicked some guys in the head uh, at a party. It's based on real life, mm -hmm. and then the guy ended up dying. And then there's obviously a giant fallout over that. But it's just a very simple story about kind of class, privilege, and, you know, about that sort of to toxic masculinity. Um, and it was just told in a very simple way and all the emotions were like muted especially from the male character and i think the connell character in this seems to follow along that line like he doesn't show a lot of emotion there's a few bits where he does but mostly he's he either doesn't know how he feels or he doesn't know how to express it mm. um and i think that just suits really well you feel like all this stuff is under the surface but the the show doesn't Lenny's style is almost like he doesn't overcomplicate what's on the screen. 
Mm. You know what I mean? By having people freak out or having like a complex montage to, you know, convey something. It's everything's just very, very kind of minimalistic in a sense. Very it's much enjoyable. so, yeah. That's that's where her maturity actually. comes through and, and, and maybe as you said, a lot of that actually is because of Lenny. But yeah, like the font, the fact that it's called normal people, uh mm. the way they dress, the, like how they look, like nothing seems so extreme that you like you couldn't see it just outside your doorstep. It feels so real and uh and yeah, the maturity of the writing clearly transfers into the maturity of the editing and the cinematography and and uh you said Lenny's style is very minimalist and that uh sorry what's her name um uh Ann is no no the writer yeah. is Sally Rooney Sally Sally Rooney um yeah. yeah it's it's it just feels very mature um and like it doesn't have to over explain much and yet you feel so you feel so much watching it what'd you say detached yet intimate detached yet intimate that's yeah. what Esquire said um, it's a perfect description it's it's so true I'm watching it feels like our version of clicks you know that you haven't maybe properly seen on TV like uh, the whole time watching it I was thinking what is it like for people outside of Ireland watching this and seeing him play uh, play Gaelic do you know what I mean play, play guy and he's like yeah. the top lad for that and yeah just how much he doesn't speak compared to I don't know Maybe 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 that's not necessarily a cultural thing, but he's just like, Oh yeah, yeah. Just like everything he doesn't really say much at all. Um but yeah, I love the way he's like shy and everything. He's like actually quite a shy guy, even though he's like Yeah. Meant to be uh king of the jocks. I mean he doesn't engage in everything that like they do. To be honest, there, there's so much about the episodes I wanna to talk to you about. Um but but let's not jump into that too quick. Um do you want to do you want to talk about episode one first or yeah let's let's do it that way i mean overall the the show is about um yeah it starts with these two main characters and they're in school and one of them is a posh loner and the other one is kind of like a middle lower class kind of guy head who's popular at school um and yeah basically how they start up a romance um, underneath these social pressures that you know what I mean like it's kept a secret and then basically it goes on and they and they go into Trinity College from there um, and yeah so yeah the first episode is it's basically an introduction uh, to the characters you find out that um, Connell's mom works as a maid in their house you see that Marianne's uh, mother is kind of a very like she's a busy woman she's very cross looking she doesn't show a lot of emotion her brother is a dickhead pretty much um you know what i mean doesn't take any interest in her seems very like a uh, talks down to her doesn't give her any emotional support and she's a loner in school um i'm curious about what happened there in marianne's house life because her and her mother had a bit of a tenseness when you first were introduced to them and then the yeah. brother doesn't like her but it doesn't seem like he doesn't doesn't seem like it's just like you're a weirdo at school and so I don't like you. It seems like more. It seems like... Yeah. And then where's the dad? We know that the dad... He would... He, he definitely had some domestic abuse issues. He was definitely... She, he hit... Yeah, she met... She, he, he hit his, his wife 
that's well that's all we know but we don't know where he's at or what's the situation there and the same with Connell we don't know where his dad is at um, but yeah they don't have to explain these things fully but but that that's a very good point as well that um, I mean we can probably yeah we can go into this in more depth later but there's definitely a point being made that there's two absent fathers in both the households mm. Um and and yeah and you're looking at Connell's character and that's sort of like the responsibility that he has to Marianne, um and yeah it's saying things about men in different ways in the culture it's tackling yeah like you said before toxic toxic masculinity all these themes are coming in there's definitely a dialogue, um there, um yeah the main scene in this episode is kind of near the end. Uh, when they have a chat in the corridor and she basically tells him that she likes him mm. and it's very it's very subtle and then he kind of leaves to go to train him before his friends come down the hall because he doesn't want to be seen talking to her um, and that's kind of the initiation in the next episode then that starts the love affair um, but yeah it's, in, it's, a, it's a good introduction and um, it was nice to see because people always I think complain about kind of Irish television it's just too much kind of scumbag stories as they might be yeah. called really like uh, you know what I mean Adam mm. and Paul and intermission and, and love hate and all these sort of things so it's good to see a different side of Irish life like he's working class she's higher up they're just in school together I mean that's closer to most people's experience just seeing these two kids wonder about school halls and be awkward in, in class than watching you know a bunch of people running drugs in 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 the city center in dublin or something or <laughs> out in the suburbs you know what i mean like mm. at least people outside of dublin can relate to that yeah um, for sure oh most of the country i'd say yeah most countries probably yeah. watching this show at the moment it's 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 definitely blown up and it's it's yeah for for anyone who's listening to this who isn't irish like we all can easily relate to what's happening like i wasn't mm. a guy head at all but uh, I don't think any of us were that far from it, around the corner from it. And even, like, Marianne's character, like, maybe she was the girl in art class, do you know what I mean? That, that just didn't give yeah. a fuck about anything else. Although, obviously, her marks are incredible, so she did. But she was just, like, uh, yeah, just a bit rebellious. And, and um... yeah, by, by episode one, you're just figuring out a lot of, like, the, the social structures in school um, and how everyone's getting along. And it's, it's really bizarre how horrible the lads are to Marianne. Uh, I'm not saying that shit never happens, but usually, I don't know, I can't talk for everyone's experience, but, like, guys didn't talk like that to girls in my school. Like, it, you'd hear about, like, girls being horrible to girls in girls-only schools, and guys being just, like, the worst in, in guys-only schools, just, like, from people yeah. I'd heard from, they'd had horrible situa- uh, experiences in, in, in sex-only schools. But in mixed schools, everyone was kind of more calm, because it was, like... You didn't want to be a dick on front of the other gender. I presume that's why most people weren't acting dicks. But you just didn't see that kind of cross-gendered bullying it. as much. No, you didn't mm. see any of that. So, like, the first time you see it, it's, it's really uh, it's really strange, like, that your man can just, like, so openly talk like that to... And maybe I shouldn't be saying you can't talk like that to a girl, because is that then yeah. saying, oh, well, should you be, it should be okay to talk like that to guys... Not yeah, it's not okay to do it to anyone. It's not. No, it's not cool I, to be a dick at all. I I remember, like I remember, when I watched it, it didn't feel unnatural. 
no felt harsh definitely like they were bully, bullying her but when i think back i can't remember like were people that harsh in my school you know what i mean like yeah. i don't like because they call her ugly and stuff like that there's a few like it's not just passive aggressive or it's not just uh insinuated that you know they're, they're making bad comments like some of them are outright mm. bad comments uh, it doesn't feel unnatural when you're watching it i do wonder though if it is a little bit uh, put over the top to it is circumstances but for some reason like you said it doesn't it, it, it flows everything's so well written and acted out that these these things just naturally uh, you just you just take it in and you, you believe it it's it's so well done um, and yeah her whole thing is that she's the weirdo he's in the social groups so they can't be really seen together but they start to kind of find a bit of chemistry and you know they're flirting with each other and they're being like a little bit mischievous with each other and, and so they start making out, you know, she comes back to his. Yeah. Um, and they have just like a very kind of uh, real and intimate moment. Almost like friends as well. It's like they're so, like, they're just like laughing about it. They're kind of just enjoying each other's nakedness. Yeah. There's nothing necessarily awkward about it. Um, even though it's her first time. And by the time this scene came, I think it was episode two. You know, and I'd heard everything that people had said about this show being provocative. And I was like, okay, well, there's her breasts, there's her body, he's naked. And then there was a sex scene. I mean, it felt, it felt loving, it felt sexy, it felt like real, it felt like a bit awkward because it felt so real. You're, you were watching two humans having sex and one of them having sex for the first time. But it didn't feel like, oh, Jesus Christ, I shouldn't be watching this. You know what I mean? This All this provocativeness, I don't know if there's more to come. But um, no, it was done really well. It was very classy, if you could call it that. It didn't feel any. Uh, it didn't feel any more like cringy or embarrassing than any other sex scene. You know what I mean? Like if you're watching it with your parents, you might feel like a little bit sweaty or something. You know, like oh Jesus. But uh, but like it's grand. Like you get yeah. over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah, there was some people complaining. Some people rang into Joe Duffy Live line and were saying it was pornography and that these kids fornicating on television was obscene and, yeah. you know, like older people shouldn't be watching younger people uh, having sex on the telly and stuff like that. Then don't watch it. Um, exactly, yeah, like don't watch it. And like it's nonsense because young people do have sex and you need to be able to discuss these things openly. For sure. And like, I mean... We're all doing it. To do all the time. Yeah, and it's... It's how we're here. This is a res- this is a, res- a responsible way to look at it. Like if you know if some lad wants to go watch a bunch of young people have sex, there's plenty of places you can find that. But to find it done in a responsible way, which and I think there was a statement to be made when uh, she loses her virginity, and that scene in particular, and he goes to put on the condom, and he's very clear in in that he says, "Oh, we can stop at any time you want." You know what I mean, like. And I think that we're trying to set a very good example of like how easy and straightforward it, it can be mm. around this consent issue. You know, you know what I mean. For sure. And yeah. I think, and some people, because remember, like when when consent first came up, that people were saying stuff like, "Oh, it ruins the mood. Nobody talks like that," which is just mm-hmm. kind of like um, people's embarrassment. I mean, the show lays it out really simply. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a good example. Now he goes on in the show to do other bad things. But in this respect, I think they were just trying to set a good example. Yeah, I think so. And I think between 
like two partners that might have that chemistry uh and, and that first time i think that that does happen in real life and i think it was it was trying to show that like you said as an example of of what can and what does happen when two people are just on the on the same wavelength especially after he finds out that she hasn't been this intimate with someone before you know that's his responsibility then um i think sometimes you might think the guys are always confident or open to sex but like if the if the tables were turned do you know what i mean she wouldn't just dive onto him she'd be like all right does this feel good is that all right yeah. if i touch you there you know um and so yeah it's it's just about one person kind of leading the other person and being responsible if you have already been to that place or even if it haven't you need to be responsible enough to make sure you're both on on the same wavelength um yeah. because sex can be a you know it's a very vulnerable thing and i think especially you know when talking about you know we talk about consent and all that and we talk about how it can be difficult but but it isn't really you know um it is it's just about respect and respecting someone's vulnerabilities and, and like you said i think i think the show shows that excellently yeah um i think the rest of episode two is then basically just getting more intimate with each other and then shying away at school um, yeah yeah episode two is when um when she loses her virginity when they have sex for the first time the end of the first episode is i think they have a bit of a kiss in her house and she's like oh can i take off my clothes and he's like no not here like you know it's like i have a free gap come to the house um, yeah, and basically they're showing the next episode. He's like he, he's still ignoring her in school, and he's trying to. This is when he, you realize, okay, he's he's only trying to keep this a secret. It's not like, uh, you know what I mean. It's kind of mm. two roots. This this sort of thing can usually go in real life that the person will just go, oh fuck it, like I care about this person enough. But I'm just gonna let people know, or then the, yeah, they try and keep it a secret for whatever their um, motivation is. Uh, it was good though, yeah, and it it it, it go yeah it goes into more of their home relationships as well. You know, you see a bit more of her her brother coming into it as well. I think that's the episode where he tells her to get out in the rain, oh, yeah. um, which is pretty which is pretty cruel. Um, but yeah, yeah, it just intensifies from there. The show just reels you in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um more sex scenes more more the priests given out yeah i looked up there was a one article that said um let me see where was it i had it written down here the priest yeah, giving out. yeah there's an arch arch archbishop michael cock uh of all names was given yeah. out he said that uh or need to cancel the showing of it oh my um, god he said it, yeah and especially because there's going to be longer sex scenes coming up in the new yeah. episodes and they don't have a full frontal uh, male shot in it as well, which would be the first time being on Irish television. Mm. And he said, uh, I wrote down a, a quote in the article because it was brilliant. He said, morally it's wrong. Showing a grown-up man fully naked on TV would offend any uh, right-minded human being. Which is just like <laughs> the most absurd thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. From a young age in religion, we're kind of taught like to be ashamed of our bodies. Like like hide them away it's such a gross thing if you really think about it it's like what is this show doing other than just showing the the reality of what can happen in a relationship from from like what age 18 what are they they're in the last year of school when they meet yeah 17 the, they... 18 19 um 
throughout college and I don't know how further this this ends up going obviously I'm only four episodes in but yeah it's so it's so bizarre to hide away from something that can actually tell something that most of us go through but in a very mature and real way we're starving for that I think that's why the show's doing so well we're, we're starving for this kind of thing but what what you said it's the first time that Irish TVs will have male full frontal nudity yeah that's what I read it is kind of hard to believe but yeah there's never been a but what do you mean frontal. from an Irish show or on Irish Irish TV Irish television that's that's what I gathered from what I read um, what does that what does that mean I mean like have you ever seen a it's going to be the longest sex scene in the first time they're going to show maybe it's from something that's Irish made yeah it must I be I mean I, I, I feel like I've seen loads of even Hollywood films that might have had a mm? a, a, a full frontal male shot you know what I mean but apparently yeah. not I mean what's that film I mean there's, there's a few but like the w- one in particular that movie with uh, Michael Fassbender shame yeah. shame isn't like the start of that just to, like his dick there is a shot at the start of it when he's walking around his apartment and yeah. you can yeah you can pretty you can spot it it's on screen long enough for you to be able right. to spot it but so they must mean they don't uh, yeah. mean they don't mean uh, played on Irish TV they must mean like Irish I don't know what the fuck they mean, but yeah, that's kind of crazy, man. Look, I mean, it's crazy to think about, like, something that half of us have, a penis, is so shameful yeah. to show on TV, especially when it comes to, like, a love story, you know? Yeah. Between a straight couple or a gay couple, uh, a penis is used quite a lot. So it'd be kind of weird not to... Doesn't mean Lee's... hope so, anyway. Yeah, I mean, you would think so. So, like, why why, why hide the penis? It's like, it's a part of the whole action. Um, it's good. I think it's like levelling the playing field. Yeah. By, do, by doing this. You know what I mean? Because, like, she's a young girl as well. And, you know what I mean? The sex scenes are dealt with responsibly. I mean, they are sexy, but they're not like... You don't feel like they're exploitive. You know no. what I mean? It, fe- it feels like you're on her side, and it's th- like her character is a power is a powerful character. It's like the- it's from her point of view. The show is just as much as it is his. I say even more so her point of view, and it's not like she's just used as a as a um, as a symbol for sex or something. The way women can be used like that in sex scenes for other shows. You know what I mean? Mm. So why not then have the man uh, out there? You know, with his tackle out. You know. Unless you know what I mean, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Like if you know, like how if you can have a gawk of, of both genders, if it's sure. treated in a in a nice way, and especially with the subject matter because it is so good and it's responsible and it's made by responsible filmmakers, it's not just eye candy. It's like it's you know what I mean. It's well, it's that's teaching it. You, yeah. It's 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 all about how it's done. You know, you watch certain scenes and you'll see female nudity, and it will f- suit the story. It will, you know, not only do you get to enjoy the lovely female form, but it actually makes sense so that there's no conflict of like, oh, you're just trying to make me watch. You know what I mean? You're just trying to, you objectify a woman to create this uh, symbol of sex so that I'm triggered to keep watching. You're not just trying to manipulate both people. Uh, when the story is good, that stuff is completely validated. And, you know, if it's a love scene, if it's between two people and it's meant to be intimate and sexy, of course, showing a bit of skin makes complete sense. Um, I think we, in Hollywood and in nude scenes, it's always the female form. And you could argue all you want about men and women enjoying watching a female naked body more than the naked man. Um, but, but uh, yeah, men, men 
bodies are never really shown and it's, it's doesn't weird, really make sense it's, it's really only like a, a modern day thing because you go back to art and statues paintings there's plenty of male nudes you know what i mean i think it's the fear the i think it's the fear of society becoming homophobic maybe um maybe that's it maybe that's it maybe and i think we're out of that now the greeks were a bit more relaxed Mm. probably too relaxed with some uh, uh, um kind of uh what your sexual preference was Mm. and now it's maybe gone too far yeah there's there's you know what i mean like it like it's kind of certainly in the last century the middle of the last century uh, you know, you could have any number of naked girls on the screen, but how often would you see a naked man? Certainly fully mm. frontal. Never, not in Hollywood. Frank Sinatra wasn't out there getting his tackle out um, in one of his musicals. Neither should he have, to be honest. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Salami. But, um, yeah, man. But, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, like, statues, paintings. There's nothing sexual about them, but you're seeing plenty of naked bodies all over the place. But you're facing animals. the truth. It's kind of weird that we walk around with clothes pretending like we don't have... Like, clothes are great as a tactical thing, a stylish thing. You can express yeah. yourself. But we shouldn't fib, fib each other, do you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, we're all naked underneath the clothes. And you either have one thing or the other thing. Or maybe if you're very lucky, you have, like, a mixture of both. You know what I mean? Like, people come in all different types of shapes and sizes. But, like... <laughs> it's nothing to be ashamed about at the end of the day I'm not like no, not. and I'm not protesting that we all go out naked right now and create a new wave of culture and um, those societies are already out there if you're looking for them but yeah in TV we shouldn't shy away from certain parts of society that happen all the time fall in yeah. love you get into a relationship you have sex <laughs> no man a lot of it's normal. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff built into that. I swear. It mm. is a very complex thing, sex and society. Mm. Probably fucking some amount of books written on it. Certainly when it comes to media representation, whether it's in a book or in a film or a piece of art, yeah, it's nice to see it progress in a way where it's, it's not just, yeah, titillizing, that's easy. You know, you want to arouse somebody, whatever. Then you get into that question of where does the... Where does the art end and the pornography begins? You know, you have films like Nymphomaniac and mm-hmm. a few other things that cross that boundary. And it is a boundary. Sex in, in film, in pop culture, has always been getting bigger and bigger. Sometimes it seems like it's moving in a responsible way where it's redefining um, sex between the genders in, in general. And in another way, it seems it's sexualizing people too much. That's so a big debate. This seems to be pushing it in a more... It's been like a bit titillating and it's fun and it's exciting to watch, but it's 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 heart is is that it's being responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Which sure. Which is what I like. And there's one thing I read as well that there there was um, an inter an intimacy coordinator, um, involved in this show, uh, Ida O'Brien, and she's like a British woman, and she wrote she did she published research papers, and introduced intimacy on set guidelines. And after the whole Weinstein scandal mm. took off, people really in the industry and outside the industry, the public became really interested in her ideas. And a lot of her guidelines now have been um, used in films and TV shows. So wow. she was apparently there on set, coaching them through the sex scenes. Mm. Or ra- not coaching them, but rather she would. It seems like her job, which she invented herself, was 
to liaise with the actors and the directors and to create an environment where everybody's comfortable mm. and they can and they can the director and the actors can creatively get what they need out of a scene and um, without compromising any sort of consent issues or body issues that everybody feels comfortable Brilliant. um and she's worked with amazon obviously bbc hbo um, so this seems like you know you watch the show and it seems very responsible and it's very you know everything's out there it's gonna you know we can't wait for the next episode we're gonna see even more stuff yeah no 100 percent. to have someone like that clearly creates the most professional environment on set which will allow the directors and the actors to act to get to that place realer because so many times you watch sex scenes in movies and you hear the actors talking about it afterwards and they both seem really awkward about it they always there's a lot of times that they talk about sex scenes like just being the most uncomfortable thing to deal with so to have someone that's actually created a job she's actually come on set and she's designed a whole way of, of dealing with each other you you what, what was it called intimacy liaison yeah that's a great way of putting it coordinator or coordinator <laughs> what did i say liaison liaison just get it on liaison liaison that's like that's like <laughs> unofficial like hooker title oh jeez work in the streets liaison yeah je me sais jean i I don't know where Intimacy we're going with this. liaison. <laughs> <laughs> coach, right? She Intimacy coach. Yeah, like... I don't know what I was talking about. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> no, it just, no, it just no, means I, I that the most uncomfortable thing that you'd have to deal with as an actor doesn't have to be that anymore. Because you want to sell it, you know? If you can, if you can sell that, then you can, you can sell some of the more intimate bits, you know? What's more intimate than getting mostly naked as an actor? And needing to like touch your body off another person you want that to feel as as natural as possible as comfortable as possible yeah um so yeah that's brilliant uh j just to pull away from the the technical side of the show and and go back to the narrative yeah. i wanted to say something about connell um mm. you know you, you've watched first two episodes let's say and they've already got very intimate a lot has happened in like are they 20 minutes half an hour a pop it bothers me that like he is a nice guy he's like very considering of her and all this but he he's still like a bit brain dead when it comes to like the whole social thing they're not his friends he doesn't have anything in common with them he knows he's going to college he's not going to be mr popular anymore so he, like why is he putting so much into needing to be social that he won't even show his kindness towards her in public like that really bothered me i don't think i could not that i'm saying I'm better than him. I'm sure, you know I me. Mean? It's not a comparative thing, but just watching him, that was very frustrating because, yeah. okay, sometimes she might make things more difficult for herself and that's clearly coming from a place of pain. You know, her character is in a way, she's very soft, but she acts very kind of venomous towards people off the start. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, people right. are kind of bullying her, but, but she also, she's just very sharp and she kind of is, she's, almost to me, she seems like she's expecting the people to attack her anyway. Um, whereas he kind of doesn't know what he wants about anything and doesn't speak up for himself or other people really. I don't know. They're interesting characters. They're so complex and yet just so normal. His character is very interesting. And yeah, I mean, you get that from the start. You realize he's different from his... He's different from his other friends because he doesn't slag her and he definitely has a sympathy for her. And he obviously the 
before the love affair starts, he is friendly to her in certain situations, but he never defends her. He's never going to jeopardize the lads turn around and then they can pick on him because you know he feels sorry for it defends it so it's kind of like to a certain degree you're happy that he's not an arsehole like the other lads but then you know it's it's that it's that sort of question of um there's one thing being passive but then if 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 you engage in inaction at what point do you have responsibility doing nothing yes doing something and especially when we move into later episodes, to jump ahead a little bit, there's a bit where they have the fundraiser for the Debs, and somebody, some arsehole, feels up Marianne, and he doesn't do anything. He comes along afterwards and tells the girl to fuck off and drives her home, but he doesn't actually engage in a moment where he'd want the tough guy lad to stand up for the girl that he likes. Mm. So he kind of fails. There's bits where he fails, and yeah. And My when I was watching that scene. I, I shit you not I didn't even realise until a minute later but like I was so shocked by that scene I was like like that right and my hand was up and I was still watching it and then I realised my hand was up and I like had to put it down I, like I don't know what my hand was trying to do but like I reacted to that and I'm not it's, I'm not the guy's hand away I'm not a, you know I'm not a fighter I'm not a tough guy lad or anything but like that was again another scene that was done so well Um, I mean I have a sister I have plenty of girls in my life you know it was just it was just so uh, real and uh, horrific to watch happen so quickly um, yeah it was cut together great clearly like I was like I was like this watching it for uh, it was just an instant reaction so yeah it was that was another moment where you're you're you're, you're frustrated for him because you want him to like not that she needs to be saved but like just you're with her, you know what I mean? Like she, she yeah. says at one point, like I would never act like I don't know you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, of course. Why? Why would you? There's an imbalance here. She's like, she's getting to a place where she's opening up to you, and you're not, you're, you're not really meeting her halfway. Um. Yeah. Very. That's it. Very interesting. Yeah, characters. it's it's it's. I mean, we we've all, especially in school, encountered that those sort of people, those sort of social situations where you have like maybe people who are popular they're kind of um they're kind of like the big lads you know that sort of way and there's other people who might be socially popular but it, it, there's a difference between that and the sort of uh you know the moral responsibility people have and it's <laughs> it's not just it's not just like um um it's oh, i don't know i lost my train of thought there yeah, sorry man. it was gone <laughs> this was swaying um, my legs are going dead today don't know what's up with them uh, I, is the computer on your legs? No, no, it's it's up on a like it's, it's on a stack of pillows. Okay. No, I decided to get dressed today for the first time in like seven weeks. Instead of wearing like Did shorts or tracksuit bottoms, I got dre- like a little bit dressed. Oh, okay. And I, I'm just a bit tight in these, um, so I keep adjusting my legs. Sorry. Right. Uh, you were in quarantine. You you were saying that like basically um, we've all encountered like these different social groups in school. Um, you know about yeah. Connell. He, he actually does stand up to his friends when he's one on one. Just to talk about his social anxiety, for a mm-hmm. second. He when he's one on one with his friends, he'll be like, "Ah, oh, don't say that." Or he'll risk something to the point where his friends are like, "What's wrong with you?" And like bit by bit, they keep thinking like he's changing, you know, and like, "Ah, oh, you're not crack anymore." You know, you're no fun. You're just yeah being that's dry. True. That's a good point. But once he's yeah, in a group, he loses yeah. his voice. Um. 
which again is just a very well written character thing um, goes yeah. along with it yeah it's too yeah it's that social pressure and there's a, it's a scene at the Debs as well one of the other lads shows him like a photo and he's like how can you show me a photo like that like she's standing right there and he's like uh, basically calls him a dickhead not in so many words but that's you know he lets him know he's annoyed mm. um, but yeah he doesn't he doesn't have that follow up in the group and stuff you know what I mean yeah there's a lack of communication that's the same as well like he goes out for a smoke as well in that scene um, and one of the lads basically says like uh, oh we all know you and Marianne have been like seeing each other you know what I mean like it's just a shame that all these idiots couldn't communicate with each other sooner and save everyone the hassle you know what I mean like they could just be open and supportive of one another instead of this sort of yeah this kind of bit of a pig headed fucking contest you know what I mean for no mm. reason really kind of a jealousy thing you know yeah and then and then it goes on to the Debs and he I don't know why he's doing this is this an act to uh, because the so it's, it's what happens to him he has like a panic attack when his friends are like talking bad about her he goes to the bathroom he has like a panic attack maybe because he feels like there's so much he wants to say and like you said he doesn't know how to express himself he doesn't know how to let it out so he goes to the bathroom he has a panic attack and then he does the weirdest and yet again seems very natural in one way thing to do which is he decides to ask that other girl to Debs maybe A because of social uh, you know he still doesn't want them to know about Marianne and B I don't know if there's like on purpose some type of self-sabotage there like he doesn't want to feel like he's feeling things for yeah. her and he's like purposely pushing her away because he acts like a robot when he tells her and he's like why are you mad you know <laughs> she's like because yeah, yeah. we've been extremely intimate and you don't invite me to the Debs and it, like, it makes so much sense um, but he just doesn't get it or doesn't want to get it that's that's the question is it like does he not have emotions or does he not want to access them it's so yeah I, yeah. his decision around that's so curious you have to remember how old he is that's what I had to keep reminding yeah. myself I think that's easy with a bit of perspective you think like she's a beautiful girl and you just get on like who gives a shit what anybody else thinks like enjoy yourself like like be with her but then it's like yeah it's like I don't know what to, does he try and have his cake and eat it too like he's having her on the side and then he wants to get this other pretty girl and go to the devs with her you know what I mean mm, maybe yeah does he not realise like if he really does like her which he seems to do because when it falls apart he gets very emotional in the, the phone scene uh, it was the most emotion we've seen from him so far, um, but he just doesn't seem to like value it enough. Is it is limited experience? He like he only realizes uh, what he had when it's gone that he should have valued it more. Yeah. Too embarrassed. Yeah, social anxiety. That's a big issue nowadays. For uh, it was a big issue for our generation. I think it's even bigger. Um, it's a bigger issue for the generations behind us. Mm. Mm. You know, the pressures that they put on each other and then through the internet and through social media. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I mean, with him it seems more, I don't know, like social media doesn't seem a big thing in this. I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't, I don't find like there's that there's that much connecting it to our um, what am I trying to say like it, it doesn't seem very social media heavy as it could be as a very modern day show but like I don't yeah. see 
them using their You're phones right. that much. I mean, obviously, there's the picture, uh, you know, at one point when he's in college and he, he meets her there, uh, she asks about some girl and he's like, oh, no, we're not seeing each other anymore. How'd you know? And she said, I saw on Facebook. But, like, other than that, it's... um, The, the whole going to Trinity thing is, is excellent. It's... Uh, well, actually, before we get to that, basically, mm. because of the whole Deb situation, because of him not realising how he fucked up by not asking her, um, she just didn't really want to see him. They both ended up just focusing on their exams, didn't t- talk to each other. Yeah. And then they don't meet again until uh, they go to Trinity, where they both kind of promised to meet with each other. Again, Yeah. so strange. So he, like... He doesn't just want to fuck this girl. He clearly... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you were talking about just having his cake and eating it. In one way, I, I agree with that. But, like, he also became more open to her than with anyone. Yeah. And he also put down Trinity to go to college so they could be with her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a yeah. big step. That's a... You know, to do English, something that she was encouraging out of him when he kind of just was like, I don't know what to do. And she could tell he'd be good at that. Um. So, I... I I don't know, maybe you're right, maybe he just didn't fully appreciate it, but you can tell he he's getting more support from her than anyone because maybe he's opening up to her more than anyone. And it definitely seems like he's falling in love. To want to go to Trinity with her, I mean... Yeah, I I think, yeah, that that's that's what I think the show is great, is that it, it brings you back to being like that age. Yes. Um, because, sure. like, yeah, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and then, like, yeah, you could end up, liking someone or fancying somebody that could be outside your social clique and everything i suppose when you're that age if everything feels kind of can, can feel very rigid in a sense you know what i mean that like mm. oh i go and hang out with these people that my other friends don't like they'll think i don't like them anymore you know what i mean the way that you think at, at that age so he's trying to have this thing that feels good and he's afraid of losing it so he's making this big decision on where he's going to go to college based and you know what i mean this very kind of a young fresh love affair that he's just started probably like one of the first love affairs we don't know she mm-hmm. says she's a virgin he doesn't he never says maybe he's too embarrassed to say who knows we can speculate um so yeah i just i feel like he's kind of like a deer in the headlight like any young guy would be at that age trying to juggle these things and he has all this social anxiety he doesn't realize he doesn't have i suppose uh, the experience to know that he could weather through a, a storm it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter you know what i mean i mean she's dealing with her own stuff as well like she has all this other home stuff as well that she's coping with she doesn't have the support of friends you know what i mean so mm. it's it's complicated and i think as well like i've thought about this like his lack of his, uh, of a father as well this that people say that like you know he has a mother who's very open and she does try and counsel him through that and, and says that he's bad and tries to set him on the right path and he resists it his mother's um, great she's a great character she's a great she, character yeah so good the scene where um uh, she gets out of the car she tells him to pull over it's a very satisfying scene isn't it because she says what everybody watching wants her to say which is like mm. you know cop on to yourself I'm very mm. disappointed in you you can't treat her like that Um, so I wonder if like see there's two things like why hasn't he learned from her to be more responsible because obviously she's she is responsible and she's coming from a better moral place than he is and then he doesn't have a father so does he lacks some sort of guidance there as like a male figure yeah possibly i just wonder yeah, yeah. does that affect uh, 
you know, like what father figures does he look up to? Does he model? He obviously doesn't model himself completely on his mother. They have a different. He acts in a way that's disappointing to her and doesn't correct. You know what I mean? So, yeah, does he wander a bit? Is that where his some of his insecurity comes from? Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's a good point. question. They leave it open. Maybe they'll go back and there'll be some more stuff in the later episodes. I guess that's 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 what again what makes it so good is that they're not trying to explain everything. Um, a lot of it doesn't need to be or or doesn't need to be said. Um, yeah, it's all there. It's just that there's enough yeah. content there that you can you can run with it and it feels real. That's that's how it feels watching the show. It's like not everything has to be said, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like that's that's the best way I can visually describe the show. Um, there, yeah, it's it's very subtle. But by, by the time they get to college, he's like you know they've had a bit of a, a role reversal in the sense that yeah. you know he's kind of wandering through college he's not really enjoying the college life he's not finding his clique he's not really having any social groups and then uh, he bumps into um he bumps into some guy from his class who liked the yeah. way that he 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 explained something at the end of a class and when this this guy came up to him who looks so familiar i don't know who that actor is but he he, he he looks I wonder, yeah, he looked familiar to me as well. I don't know if he just looks like another actor who's older than him, who's also from England, but uh, he looked deadly familiar. And then along with him is uh, our friend Kwaku. Um, Good old Kwaku pops up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He had a few little bits um, in the episodes, the, the last two episodes. Which is seen, most likely, episodes. it's a bit surreal for us, mostly for you, I'd say. But like yeah, Kwaku, we we knew him in college. He was in our college, and uh, he was in your your graduation short film. He's in a it? short film as well, yeah. and a friend of ours, Laura, who we went to college with, she did made an advert as a part of another module, and right. he was in that. Yeah, that's where really? he, that's where I was introduced to him when we mm. were looking for people for our little thing, and then we got passed on his information when we saw when we saw Laura's little adverts and uh, yeah no he's a he's a great actor and uh yeah shout out to Kwaku um, yeah they're great scenes but I think the Trinity scenes in particular I enjoyed watching that sort of stuff like I said with the secondary school scenes I feel like some of that sort of content is miss, missing sometimes that I that experience is missing sometimes that experience sort of Irish yeah like in Irish media as in that like uh, you get to see yourself on the screen mm -hmm. and like particularly our own culture so seeing trinity and they go to dublin they're walking around dublin and it doesn't feel like phony sometimes you watch a film mm. and it just kind of feels phony or you know what i mean that that just felt like they were in trinity because they're in trinity mm. but like so it makes sense why they're there but it just it fits into the story and when he's he does a scene where he has there's a big group meeting and he's sitting with all the other people in the writing class and they're talking about feminism and he's completely out of his element and he's, you know, you're almost sweating for him. Like, what, how's he going to act? And he, he can barely express himself to his to his secondary school girlfriend. How's he going to deal with all these feminists? Talk, you know, doing a feminist dissection of a text. You know what I mean? Like, everything we know about this character doesn't say that he's going to handle himself well. <laughs> it was just good. It was just, yeah, that change of scenery from like you know the kind of Sligo into the middle of the city mm. completely different scene um, so yeah I, I appreciated that anyway 
for sure no it's 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 made it's so real i keep going back to the word real but it but it does because story always wins and so as long as it makes sense and you're and it follows with the story then when you're watching a movie or a show um well then also it depends on if the story's good but like yeah it just it just flows so naturally that nothing ever feels fake i mean trinity is such a big landmark for us we've seen it on tv in many different scenarios and in movies and stuff and um and yeah it just it just felt like um it just felt like you were glimpsing into something you could see like you know an ex of mine went to trinity and she had some friends that would have lived on campus and stuff and it just reminded me of some of those like parties you know and because what happens is he actually gets invited to a party by one of these guys and then of course uh he meets marianne and they get to yeah. come together and they have this great like chemistry still where there there doesn't seem to be any bad blood between them i feel like there should be a little bit i feel like she there should be a little bit there. oh there's something there. there there's definitely tension but it could also i don't there's know it also resentment yeah but she doesn't Marianne. seem totally like she, she she has many reasons to kind of be pissed off with him um like you might feel like he he kind of Gave, you know, he had a bit of redemption through when he was leaving the bar and he realised, or leaving the Debs even, and he realised that they all knew. Now, yeah. th- now, the worst part about it is he seems to only be kind of come to terms with it because everybody knows anyway. Um, Which is a bit, you know, it's a bit sad. because yeah, like it's it, it for nothing. Yeah, it's like, he, yeah, he, it's like he didn't really learn his lesson almost. So yeah. he's not totally... He doesn't totally have redemption. Or maybe he realised how ridiculous he was being because they already knew. And as he's coming home, he's had a few drinks, he's thinking about it. And he breaks down and you see him, like, so well acted. He just falls apart as a person. Uh, So you'd hope that there's some redemption there from, but, like, um, yeah, the way he treated her, yeah, she she has a a lot of reasons to be pissed off with them. But the chemistry's still there and they they get along like old friends and... and, uh, yeah, that's a really good scene at the party, and everyone's noticing as well. People are like, "Oh, who's that guy you were chatting to?" and all this, and um, yeah, I'm trying to think. It man. was good. I, I'm very interested to see where it's gonna go on from here, because um, that role <sighs> reversal of that he's the outcast now, and that she's more in her element. You know what I mean? It's good, and uh, you know, it makes me wonder if like is she gonna get too comfortable? Um, in her position you know what I mean because he because there's little things like you know he's he's in the student digs and there's like a house full of people and it's noisy and she's living by the canal and her mother's uh, townhouse you know what I mean so she's privileged to a certain extent and she's in an environment that suits her where she's more popular and so when he was in that environment he kind of uh, took it for granted his, his social situation to her um, it, it, it ended up being uh, de- detrimental to her. So I just wonder now that that she, that uh, you know the situation uh, favors her. Would, would that lead her to be you know has, um, not be aware of her own privilege? Is she gonna kind of uh, take for granted uh, that that she has things that other people don't? You know what I mean? Her her situation. Anyway, mm. I'm just very curious to see where it's gonna go. Yeah. She's gonna have still some resentment for him. There's a really good scene after they first meet and she wakes up the next morning next to her boyfriend and she's kind of like glassy eyed. She's like thinking of, she's a million miles away. 
Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, hello, good morning, do you need some coffee? And it's kind of like, oh shit, she's thinking about him again. Like, it's all going to start again. Like, this is mm-hmm. like bad news. There's a great little scene. Yeah, she's looking at him. Something happens. Were they talking about... No, something happened like the night before where there was a conversation about closeness or intimacy. Yeah, yeah. So and like, it, I've never been able to be as close with you than anyone else. And, yeah. So I, I, f- I felt like that was playing on her mind because like that guy she's with um, who looks like some actor. He looks like a famous actor. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, yeah, her mind's a million miles away. Like mine at the moment. I feel like there's there's so much I want to talk about and I don't... I, I feel like I'm beating it's a horse with certain things. But yeah, I, I want to see more. This is the problem with this show. In one way, I have so much to talk about but in another way, I, I can't because... I haven't been given it all. I want more, Graham. I want more of normal people. Uh, I didn't realise how much I wanted to see something like this. Um, A few more days. Yeah, Yeah, and is it going to come out like one by one or are are the four episodes going to come out at once? It's uh, RT, they play two a night. Oh, uh, brilliant. It's either Monday or Tuesday. I forget which which day it is. Let me Mm. check. I have it open here. But yeah, no, they... Yeah, Tuesday... At a, it says quarter past six on the website, but the unfortunately the RT player website is absolutely tacked some of the time, and it's it's at quarter past eight, not quarter past six. The website's wrong. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're showing two in a row, so they're giving you an hour, an hour slice each time. So Brilliant. basically, yeah, you're you're it's watching uh, six episodes if you're watching it live on the on, on the TV, you know. Mm. Um, yeah so we have a few more weeks left of it anyway but yeah no it's a great place I think to talk about it now mm-hmm. I mean we're just yeah I we're just before um, apparently a big moment we'll see the next time we come to talk about it it's gonna be after this 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 full frontal scene we'll see if it causes any sort of pandemonium the priests are gonna be going mad <laughs> Joe Duffy's live line is gonna be clogged up nobody's gonna be able to get through do you really think people like? Do you really think enough people are gonna complain? Like the people that make noise about things like this, they're very foreign. Definitely, I'd like to think, right? Definitely. Definitely. I don't think the whole country is gonna be like not a penis. I know there be people saying it's disgusting and and yeah. I mean, it's just an older way of thinking. Unfortunately, I mean, obviously these people aren't gonna want to be. Nobody wants to be told you have an old-fashioned way of thinking. Uh, but that's what it is because the world's moved on mm. in different parts of the world especially in cities you know what I mean um, and you're talking about rural older rural people who aren't in contact with this much they don't go out into weird modern art galleries where you know you might walk into a giant vagina and see god knows what you know what I mean Yeah. you know like going on a yeah. trip to Berlin and going to some museums you see some crazy shit and it's all brilliant you know yeah um for sure there's, but you know so i'm not saying I'm not there's saying somewhere in amsterdam or berlin yeah where there's like uh actually not yet no we don't need to go down that road uh <laughs> no like ping pong ball <laughs> like ping pong and blowing bubbles out of body parts it's incredible yeah that's so like thailand that's not berlin no, I think there's like a. I think it's Amsterdam. Oh, is it, that's like a nightclub, though. You're talking about that. I'm talking about high no, art, Jamie. I'm not talking about some gimp show in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a form of art, Graham. These are performers. It's true. Do you know true. what I mean? I mean, yeah. You haven't seen what they can yeah. do. <laughs> 
Well, um, you have to bring me to Berlin sometime then. No, I think it's Amsterdam. It's the Sex Museum in Amsterdam. I haven't oh, been okay. either. Well, yeah, I've just been told the history of sex. Yeah, no, that's fine. If it's a if it's a museum, it's fine. You know what I mean? If it's, t- yeah, it might be pushing it, calling it a museum. Um, but do you know what? Sex, the, yeah. The the great thing about this, right, is it just it got me so excited to see like a show that was like modern, that had um that was like stylish, that was cool, that that was relatable, that was yeah. also Irish. Um, there's so many reasons to be proud of this show, and it's so well written and. I'm just lapping up every moment about it. It like like we said at the start, it's it's you know it's making all these amazing points about um, about some big topics at the moment to do with young people yeah. to do with um, you know gender roles um, and 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 society and 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 maybe even something that we used to think. I mean, you've seen it a lot in movies from Twilight to Mean Girls. This whole click in school and how it affects people but I feel like it deals with it in a much in a again we're going to use the word responsible way um because sometimes when when you're watching movies to do with like young people in school their the drama of their life and the emotions don't really feel real it's like it's yeah. it still feels like an adult is looking down at this like oh that was just that petty time and everyone's just crazy on hormones but it's like it first of all it feels real to you when you're in it that is your world, you know? Yeah. When you're in school, when you are 16, 17, 18, like it feels real to you and that's as big as your world is. So it kind of does matter um, and you can experience serious life depression and anxiety. Um, yeah, yeah. And no, it's, it's a lot of stress. It's Yeah, it's a shame. That's why people say like, yeah, youth is wasted on the young because then when you get old enough, with a bit of experience like oh if i went back i'd be able to handle it all much better now like it wasn't that mm. big of a deal but at the time it's like that's you know what i mean like it's part of the growth uh, exactly it's part of the growth it's how you get to that place and of mm. course it's yeah it's it's high pressure situations and you're encountering for the first time stuff that you've never encountered before situations whether it's romantic or just friendships fights being in front of people, talking in front of people, being in the play, sports, showering in front of other guys in the in the PE class, whatever it is. No, mm-hmm. like there's all these barriers you have to overcome. I think it does a really great job of dealing with all that stuff, especially from an Irish perspective. That's what's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Disappointing that like RTE couldn't have made it. I mean, it's produced by BBC and Hulu. I mean, Element Pictures, which is an Irish company, production company uh they, they produced it for them you know what i mean and there's a lot of irish talent behind the camera as well mm. as in front of it so it is encouraging you know what i mean and it's already started its own like uh it's already started its own pop culture you know what i mean there's a mm. page on instagram called connell's chain which posts pictures of uh, connell's little chain he has in some of the scenes hmm. people are turned on by his chain you know, oh. it pokes out from his guy jersey and yeah look out for it jamie you've, uh, you've missed it i've missed it yeah i need to look out for this i'll send you a link to this page and you have some serious uh catching up to do some serious neck candy yeah Great. excellent and there, there was another article as well in uh, the guardian that i was looking at earlier and the title of the article was uh 50 shades of sligo and they were talking about how irish tourists <laughs> brilliant ah. <laughs> oh. Why didn't we think of that? I know, yeah. (laughs) 
god. Just like the karma gods are coming back <clears throat> to get you now for missing yeah. out on that one. Uh, but yeah, they were talking about how the Irish tourism board have been used in some of the landscape and aerial shots uh, from the show um, to promote Irish tourism no and how they have to cut around obviously all the sex scenes and risky stuff. Um, it's a bit of a silly article, but the headline was good. Um, I don't know, nothing sells like sex. Exactly. That'd be a great way to get tourism. of Sligo. I mean, speaking of Irish shows, I wanted to bring up something with you, Graham, um, that I haven't actually talked to you at all about. Um, Uh-oh. Irish Matters. Yes. This is a show a friend of yours has been a part of. You You were a part of it. Another Irish-produced yes. thing. It's a, it's a little web series, yeah. A friend of mine from college, uh, Ruth from Galway, Ruth McNally, and a friend of hers, uh, Ashling. Um what's her name um yeah ruth sorry i got mixed up there uh no it's ruth and anya sorry um yeah she's a irish stand-up comedian she does a lot of it in the irish language and um yeah they made up a little sketch together and uh, yeah i helped them out doing camera on them we filmed them over like the last two nearly three years on and off Wow. Um, it's only just a few small episodes, but mm-hmm. we've kind of been building it up. We've been busy. I moved and, and stuff like that, and then came back. Uh, was back over and got away a few times. We filmed some more stuff, and then we filmed some stuff in Dublin as well. And, yeah. and where do people watch this? Like, where's it do? Is it a YouTube series? It's on, it, it's on YouTube, yeah. And there's there's a, there's a Jane Irish Matters uh, Instagram page, and there's, yeah, there's a link from there, and it's pretty yeah it's it's nice it's a nice little it's it was really fun to work on it you know excellent yeah i'll have to check that out man irish matters brilliant yeah because i i'd i'd seen something from i think i follow roots instagram and i'd seen something uh about it and then i think you put something up on your story so i, I followed the page and i just remembered there before we started this i was like there's another irish produced thing so let's discuss that um <laughs> i yeah, I can't get enough of it. The director is, um, well, the director for the last few episodes. We were talking about him a bit earlier, Lenny. Um, he had also done the room. Yeah. Director behind the room, which uh, is another movie book adaptation. Um, it is indeed. He yeah yeah. It's Lenny not the only one, right? Was there like a, was there one or two movies made? But like different production teams or was there a show I remember like The Room came out and people were not satisfied with it and then a few years later I heard about this version of The Room and I'm not I'm not oh, conf- I don't know no it, unless I like dreamt about something I'm not talking about that The Room <laughs> no <laughs> no that room. Um, The Other Room we don't I, talk about that one although we probably should I, I think um, from what I can tell there was only one room based on Emma McDonough's book yeah or Donahue's book um, that's the only one I know of um, I'm looking I'm looking here at Lenny's credits and I can't see the room on his credits hmm. on, on IMDB which is really weird but that anyway, is strange uh, I'm pretty sure that's that was the main movie no no he did do it he definitely mm. did do it why can't they see it here Unless there's something wrong and it's not coming up. But yeah, he did Adam and Paul, Garage, 
what Richard did, and then that film. Remember that film Frank Michael Fassbender was in it. And yeah. Hall. Oh shit. Uh, oh, he's done most of the big bond. Irish films, like crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he kind of went away and and did stuff abroad. You know, obviously, like most do. Like Room was a uh, an Irish author, Irish Canadian author, and it was made with outside money. He had Brie Larson in it. Um, yeah, you know, Irish filmmakers tend to when they get big enough they they jump a- abroad because there's more money mm. and, and make stuff but it's nice now that he's coming back and making something that is irish centric mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of what the best you can hope for at the moment uh for, oh, funding for sure. and stuff yeah you know you, you think of people like uh, uh neil jordan when he made the michael collins film you know he became a big filmmaker uh, he did like interview with a vampire with Tom Cruise, and then he got to make the Michael Collins film. And it'd be only mm-hmm. if you establish yourself as a big director that some company like Twentieth Century Fox is going to give you whatever millions you need to do a film like Michael Collins, which is a period piece in the nineteen tens, nineteen twenties. So I mean, it seems like Lenny's getting to do that a bit. You know, he's going mm-hmm. off, he's making big films, he's getting nominated for Oscars, and now he's coming back, getting to spend a bit of money at home. That's the smartest way to play the game. Uh, wasn't it um, Darren Aronofsky? You were recommending his movie Mother to me recently and I hadn't seen yes. it. I still haven't seen it. It's on the list. But um, I kind of wonder, from what I know about that movie, uh, how hard was it to maybe sell uh, and get money behind or, or any of the stuff he ever does? <laughs> because, you know, it's always a little bit weird, a little bit trippy. But um, he did... He did Noah. He did a movie about Noah from, like, the Bible. Yeah. And that just seemed very odd to me. Now, I didn't watch the movie, so I don't have enough, really, to comment about it. But it seems to me like that was that was his thing of, I'm going to do this to get the money, and then I'm going to use the money to make what I really want. Um, you know, that film's actually not that bad. I saw it one time. I was The first time it came out, I was hugely disappointed because I love his other films and you know Room for a Dream and these mm. things he's famous for very it's different one of my favourites a, a biblical epic you know what I mean so I was kind of yeah. disappointed like oh what is he like some Jesus freak and now we're going to have to see some Jesus film you know and so and then I, a few years later I watched it and I said oh okay this is a bit different it wasn't too bad but I wasn't thrilled with it and only a while ago I watched it it was on um, Netflix there at some point I'm not sure if it's still up and me and Anna watched it and then watching it that second time it's yeah it's just something very different about it there's something like spiritual about it and a lot of what there's like a book in the bible in the old testament that's not in the bible you know just like several books you know like the mm-hmm. apostles they all wrote their mm-hmm. their whatever their chapter or whatever the gospel of john or whatever but there's a few of them few of them like there's no gospel of judas and stuff and there's loads of books in the old testament that they left out when they were putting the bible together and uh there's, there's apparently books in the Old Testament that talk about the, the flood and Noah that got left out of the official Bible. And oh. he draws on a lot of that content. So there's a lot of stuff in it that, you know, you go, does it say this in the Bible? I don't remember when he, like, you know, was fighting loads of people to the death with an axe. You know what I mean? Which probably Jesus. didn't happen either. But, um, you know, he makes it very exciting. Okay. And there's loads of other shit going on. You know what I mean? There's, like, a whole shit going on. In that film, Do you think other storylines? Is he trying to be funny, kind of taking things literally from the Bible? Um, I'm not sure. I think he <laughs> seems kind of spiritual about stuff. Mm. 
You know what I mean? And I think he's looking at it in a big symbolic way as the, mm. this is a big archetypal story. And he starts with like the idea of creation in the Garden of Eden. And you see there's a recurring motif of Cain killing Abel with the you know the two brothers and one kills the other it's like the first murder in 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 the world and he keeps drawing on that again and again there's this imagery of of one guy killing each other with a rock and he keeps going back to this and mm. yeah so it's, yeah he's dealing with these like big themes and i think at the same time as well he probably he probably thought i can sell this as an epic and it made more money than any of his other films did so yeah it, it made him bankable and it's good for his career certainly De- definitely yeah definitely a bigger audience reach with a film like that and you, you'd, you'd presume you get a lot of the, you know christians into watching that as well um but yeah interesting that he didn't sell out by the sounds of things um not that i'd be disappointed like if if one of my favorite actors or directors wanted to go off and make like a transformer film and then came back and got to make even bigger budget things with like the stuff they really want to do you know hats off to them and uh this lenny guy like like you said it's just great hearing of successful irish filmmakers on whatever field writers you know actors directors coming back home and, and trying to create something here out of interest have you been watching it with anna yes and what does she think seeing like you know she obviously you used met in galway and then came to dublin together um yeah she didn't grow up in ireland she hasn't been to sligo i presume but what does she think of you know from her experience to ireland and, and kind of seeing things does she get it straight away or Oh yeah, no, she gets. She's been here long enough now that she definitely gets it. You know. I mean, I'm like, just... what could she not get? The ga? That's the only thing. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a universal show. Yeah, it fits. It's it's broad enough that you can transplant our cultural things. That if it was in America, it'd be the football guy mm. playing the football. So you like, you know what I mean? There's you you can get the signifiers that are telling you back to like you know the universal things probably in every culture or most cultures certainly in western society but um yeah no she enjoyed it a lot um and yeah it sucks you in and it's kind of like it's kind of only after a few episodes that you kind of realize it's kind of having an effect on you you know what i mean that it, like you know you watch one or two and then suddenly you're kind of like but by, by the time you get far down like you're really invested and you're kind mm-hmm. of thinking back to other scenes and yeah, it reminded of and of a lot of her experiences here, like the Debs, for example. Uh, she's like it's it's different back home for her because they don't have that same sort of thing. And mm. she she found the idea that like you would all go and have this giant sit down dinner before you go on the lash and start dancing. It's just bizarre. Like why would you want to go dancing on a full stomach of like potatoes and gravy? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? We can just do it. Like yeah, this kind of cur- <laughs> yeah we we do it though. We somehow manage. We're so used to it at that point. Yeah, just well, you like, could only do that when you're like 18 because you try that again at 30, you'd shit your pants on the <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, it is impressive. Do you know, I remember the morning after my Debs. Like, it was an all hours thing, so in the morning, you haven't gone to bed. You just kind of. Keep going. Yeah, you just walk over to breakfast <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. That's the memory I have. Yeah, and just everyone's just hanging and you're just like putting food into your mouth. Yeah, the Deb's a crazy experience. It's so it's so bizarre. Um, um but but a lot of that school stuff is. A lot of it seems like preparing you for life, but not in the right ways. 
you know that's the whole... what i was saying it's just like you want to act fancy isn't it you want to dress yeah. up and it feels important and you're, you're in the the best of gear you know what i mean so it's yeah it's like a rite of passage and you get to act very adult mm. or the idea of it the fantasy <laughs> Um, so but yeah as well like the whole the whole school thing as well of like being in the uniforms and you know what i mean that's mm. very like irish catholic uniforms just great um yeah it is oh it's man great. that brought me down seeing the uniforms i mean i fucking hated that in school that i just and my, my uniform wasn't yeah. the worst in the world you know because some people had some <laughs> god awful looking uniforms but uh yeah, I just, I, I hated that in school. I don't know, like, you know, like the Debs, like wearing the uniforms, like the, the social thing and the sports. Maybe because I'm much older now, I'm just being cynical, but, but watching all these things, it just made me see, like, all these things that school gets you ready for in life that doesn't really, not that it doesn't matter, but, um, I don't know. It's not, not, like, you know, he's kind of, in a way, ticking all the boxes. You know, like yeah. a lot of like a lot of people I know, or some I might know, may have ticked all the boxes, did what life told them to do, and then got to being an adult and were like, wait, like where's the real stuff? Like I don't have an yeah, opinion, yeah. I don't have a personality, I, I you know where's my confidence? I you know I can't be intimate with another person, but like I did the sports, I got all the grades, I got to the Trinity, like where's everything I was promised? You know, um, and so exactly yeah. It's very narrow. And, and so very I think path that you're walking down. And that's what's so interesting about these two characters. Connell clearly ticked all the boxes and now he's finding himself kinda you know, you said like in the classroom when they're talking about you know, feminist text and stuff, you know, he's he's finding out that this is all a bit bigger than him. You know, and he yeah, was like yeah. on top back back in school, but now it's like he, he just he has to find himself. Whereas she never had her place and so maybe can, can knows how to start off fresh um, but also she just suits college better you know like I didn't really talk much in school man like you met me in college you met me kind of I'm not saying like her completely I wasn't th- like her but but you know I would have I would have not really I would have been a bit empty in school I would have been just a bit like a ghost I just kind of floated around sometimes I said things but I just wasn't really there. It wasn't until college that I, I came alive and that's because I found something I loved. And and I think yeah. you see that in her. You see her gain her confidence because she's like, well, these are my people. And uh, and yeah, she's just been true enough at that point. So I'm, I'm, I'm so eager to find out more because it's like, they've got to a new stage now. And I just, I'm very curious. It's so juicy. Did you say juicy? I just agreed. Yeah, it is juicy. Yeah, let's keep going. It's very juicy. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's it's ticking all those boxes, and yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not prepared at all. I mean, the, listening to you talk there made me think. Uh, he's he's kind of taking the easy options in school, of all the stuff that he does. You know what I mean? It's easy not to stand up for. It's easy not to have all this conflict with his friends. It's it's easy to kind of, in a way, um, take advantage of the fact that she's a bit of a loner that he gives yeah. her attention and she gives it back and he knows that she doesn't have anyone else you know what i mean he takes a lot of easy options and now he's in a situation he inadvertently puts himself in a situation um where it's not the easy option and there's one scene as well where he's in the bar remember with his friend he goes back 
and his friend is just like oh nothing's changed here i'm just working in the factory it's shit but like at least i have money and he's just kind of like oh you'll be like that sounds really good you know what i mean he's like college isn't cracked up the same you know isn't as cracked up as you think it is um so i just thought that was interesting too you mm. know what i mean like it's he's kind of uh, he's out of his element and he's not like diving in head first to try and like you know submerge himself in this new environment he doesn't seem like he's up for it really he's doing it because maybe he thinks it's the right thing to do and remember he's talking to his mom as well she's encouraging him to go to the party like mm. you know yeah what I mean? like he, he has to remind himself the outside yeah. yeah yeah he has to remind himself or like learn how to be social all over it's almost like he was doing it automatically you know she has this power of kind of maybe not a power maybe he's brings his shield down a bit around her but regardless she's able to kind of like see through what he's like putting up and like see the real him and see, you know she said it pretty much from the start that you're shy um you're not like the rest of them you're, you're you know he's clearly a bit more introverted he likes to do his study and he likes to read uh, he doesn't really know how to stand up in public it's it's basically just because he's athletic and like he is a, a bit of a, a lad in other ways that he's kind of risen to the top of the social circle but I think it's all been like so you know automatic and it's just been like his every day and he just got used to it but yeah like you said in this college environment we see that he almost doesn't know how to hang out with people or maybe isn't interested and has to kind of like push himself and relearn how to have more than just like the normal chat you know like actually be sociable yeah. find some friends be more interesting <laughs> say yeah, something say people. anything <laughs> that's in some movie isn't it where there's just a character has no opinion on anything but yeah sometimes you're just like say something and you could be wrong and then people will tell you why you're wrong and then that's a far more interesting conversation than just being like oh yeah it was great like <laughs> I don't know. Like, where's the passion? See, that's it. What's he afraid of? He can't get. He can't get past himself, you know, or something. Uh, she see, see. That's the interesting thing as well, because she seems very repressed. In the beginning, she's stuff going on at home. She doesn't have friends. She has conflict with it with the teachers. There's a lot of stuff, but she is very smart. Um and yeah, she, so there's issues going on there. And then we have this jump. Now, I do suspect because that fourth episode, it kind of the first half, it sticks with him and his experience going into college. And then we meet up with her. And then we kind of catch up with her from the reverse end. We don't see her starting in college and moving down. Um, so I suspect maybe that might be... The weight might be more balanced maybe in the next episode. We might concentrate a bit more on her um because i do wonder what happened like i, I want to know her story story of like you know how, how nervous was she when she started the first day did she fall into it finally the, the impression that it's giving us and maybe the book goes into this that she just fell into it naturally this is what she's been waiting for she's witty she's kind of intelligent did that just click straight away in in college or did you know i'm just wondering uh, yeah. i just want to see more of her character uh, come out um, in these in these episodes to come, yeah, because he's. I mean, we've seen a plenty of them from the first few episodes, and then in that last one in episode four, the first half of that is just him, and I didn't realize after a while that I was like really getting to know more of him and how he thinks, and more than just this like 
two-word answer person like i'm seeing him from all these different sides then halfway we're introduced to her and then all of a sudden we kind of see the rest of the rest of half the episode is about her and and but we yeah like you said we've only kind of caught up with her we haven't like seen uh her first half of the episode let's say um yeah which is interesting maybe yeah maybe we'll never know Maybe we'll never know. Maybe maybe her rise up was a it was a mystery, and we were meant to see it from his perspective because we were meant to see yeah. him fall. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like see him kind of yeah. fall off his his social throne, let's say. Um, but yeah, definitely, just so well written. These characters just so interesting. Um, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to see more. I could keep talking about it. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, look, look, the good thing is we, we should have, like, a... Where we let people know about, like, a little teaser, a little point five episode in between this and the, the full review. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping... Without going into too much detail, we're hoping um, to get a, an interview with uh, with an actor who's who's in the show. But like, a, a, not one of the, the title stars, but just uh, one, of the, one of the side parts... And uh, just have a little conversation about his experience on the show, you know, and uh, working on set and hopefully has uh, uh, some anecdotes talking with Lenny and stuff like that, you know, and just just to get more of, of what it was like making it um, and, and, you know, where it's coming from on that side and uh, might give us more insight to what the filmmakers were trying to do um, and what sort of vibe it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's great to get a more intimate knowledge of it uh, behind the scenes, so. We're going to have a little bonus episode as well. And then we can catch up as well on uh, the reaction from the from the next two episodes, which will be out on Tuesday. So we're going to be doing that later in the week, uh, which is uh, it's Sunday today, uh, the 10th. So we'll be doing that later in the week. Just Perfect. whenever this gets out there, so people can have an orientation. To be continued. Nice one, Jay. Thanks, anybody who's listening in. Thank you. And, uh, I hope you're watching. Uh normal people yeah and uh yeah and if you aren't then uh, we spoiled some things but catch up before the, the next uh the next four episodes come out yeah we don't want to spoil the rest for you watch it yeah support good irish produce 